You're listening to the Mom Inspired Show, episode 333 with Monica Swanson. Welcome to the Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to have Monica back on the show today. She was on the show, uh, episode 191. So if you didn't hear that episode, uh, feel free to check that out after this one. It was great. And so I wanted to have her come back on. She has a new book out called Raising Amazing, and she just has some awesome tips and nuggets for us. She has three older sons, uh, 19 and then in their early 20s, and then a 12-year-old. So she's learned so much and has a different perspective on how to raise her 12-year-old than she did with her older ones. And so we get to piggyback off of that, which I think is really great. And um, at the end, she talks about a character building course that is for the parents, but to help our kids. And she mentioned that it goes on sale in June. I'm mentioning this now in the front end because it, we weren't planning on talking about it. Um, so if you're interested in this, because she only opens it up every now and then, and it's not open right now, but if you're interested in it, make sure to check back in this episode. Um, I will put that link into there so that you can get that on sale. Um, cause I'm going to actually try it out and I, I'm going to give it a go because it sounds amazing. And once you listen through this, I think you will understand why I'm saying that. And so if you're interested, put a reminder, uh, like June 1st, you know, check Mom Inspired show, show notes for uh, Monica stuff and make sure to grab that. If that's something you're interested in after you're listening, um, again, it will make all sense. It will make sense when you listen to the episode. Anyway, make sure to share this with your friends especially if you have like middle schoolers and high schoolers. I think this is so great and such good information. I just think you'll have uh, really good nuggets to, uh, to take away from this episode. All right, let's go to the show. Monica, thank you so much for coming back on the show today. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So we had you on a long time ago. So I think I'm on episode <laughs> 332 Ooh, now. Yeah. That's and, a lot. And yeah. And so for those of you that, um, if you miss Monica the first time around, she was episode 191. So um, right. make sure to check that out. Uh, check that out after this episode. Um, yeah. So it's been a while. I mean, time just keeps yeah. going on, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Great to be back. Yeah. Okay. So Monica, I like to start um, the podcast with icebreakers and uh, mm-hmm. the question that I've been asking recently is, um, what is one thing that you wish you could tell your younger self? Wow. We don't get a list on this one. (laughs) (laughs) You can give me two if you want. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think this is pretty relevant to me because I have the somewhat unique, I'm sure some listeners might relate, but, um, I have this situation where I had three kids pretty close together And then a good six and a half, almost seven years later, I had one more son. Mm. And so in a sense, I feel like I'm having a chance to a do over, you know, like anything, yeah, yeah, anything that I kind of wished I had done different. Uh, And so perhaps one thing that comes to me, and this might sound so trite, but if you've heard it before, it's probably because it's true is really to enjoy those kids, like Mm. really enjoy them. Because I think that when my first three were young, I, um, I was so focused on all the important, and I still think it's important, but you know, their character and discipline Mm. and obedience. And I could probably do a little better with all that with my current 12 year old, but I 
do think that I'm kind of just enjoying him in a special way because I know like how quickly time goes. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, he's going to be grown and gone. Just like the big brothers. I have a 23 year old who, you know, has a job and lives in California. And I'm just like, so I have that perspective. So I would say savor them all the moments, laugh at their jokes, Mm. let some things go and just enjoy those kids. Oh, I love that. That is so good. And yeah, what a, what a gift to have that time to really Mm -hmm. be like, what did you learn from the first set of kids? Right. And Mm then you're like, okay, how would I would like to do this differently? Um, Well, I do think that's why grandparents are more chill because <laughs> they, totally. they've already done it and they're like, oh, okay, it, it's okay, you know, but yeah. it's like you have to go through all of that and you don't usually get to do that with your own kids. So that's that's neat that you got to do that um, exactly. with your third. Is it your third or your fourth? It's my fourth. Your yep. fourth. Okay. Fourth. Yeah, you, that's right. Your three <laughs> older boys. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, let's talk about that. So for those that missed you the first time around, how mm-hmm. about you share with us your full name, um, yep. where you live, and then how many, so you have four kids and then what are their mm-hmm. ages? You bet. So I am Monica Swanson and I'm originally from the Pacific Northwest. So I'm kind of a Seattle girl at mm. heart, but I've been living in Hawaii for 22 years. Wow. So I've lived here longer than I've lived anywhere else. And I'm married to Dave. We came here for his medical residency program. So I thought it would be a three-year stay, but it became home. Yeah. And we live kind of out in the country now on the North Shore of Oahu. So if you've ever been to Hawaii, you think of Waikiki and, you know, the capital kind of main island is Oahu, but I'm up on the country. So in the country on the North Shore. So an hour from Honolulu and Waikiki. Mm. So that's that. Yes. So we had one son in Oregon. And then when he was just about to turn two, we moved to Hawaii. And then we had his brother right away. And then two years later, another one. And now our fourth. So they are currently ages 23, 21, 19, and 12. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the older two both went to Westmont College in Santa Barbara, California. Oh, okay. And one of them graduated last year and the other is a junior there now. So they are near one another. Um, The oldest one got a job and lives there. And so they spend a lot of time together. And then the 19 year old, um, has kind of an interesting life because he is a professional surfer. Oh, nice. And yeah, so he graduated from homeschooling last spring and full-time surfs, and he's slowly taking some college classes online, but he actually kind of travels the world much of the year competing and training and yeah. has sponsors and wow. makes a living. And fortunately, he comes he, our house is his home when he's on the island. Uh, we just love having him here. So when he's around in the wintertime, he's mostly here, but then... He, he takes really, off. Yeah. Yeah. He's about to go to Australia. Then wow. he's going to Indonesia. Like it's a nice. really cool life. Yeah. <laughs> and my 12 year old <laughs> is a passionate golfer. And oh. the other thing to know about us is we've homeschooled them all. So yeah, I remember that from the last one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I like that. That Thanks. is so fun. Um, <laughs> okay. So let's jump into this a little bit. So for those that had missed you on the first round, um, how about you just kind of share with us how you got to where you are today? I know we're going to be talking about yeah. your new book and, mm-hmm. um, but like what, what got you to like writing books sure. and I know you have a podcast. So just share, uh, share with us and kind of catch us up, um, yep. to get us up to speed for those who don't know you. Totally. Well, I spent, you know, the bulk of my life being a stay-at-home mom, I was teaching some fitness and personal training on the side, but really I was a homeschool mom that just found that to be my main calling. And I'm really glad for 
all those years. But after my fourth son was born, I turned 40 that year. And I just started getting the itch to do something else, like to kind of get creative and find something that was just my little thing. And so I started blogging and fell in love with it right away. I've always loved to write. But this was 2012, started blogging. And um, a couple years into it, I got a little bit more brave and started sharing some of my heart for parenting. You know, at first it was just like, here's some pretty pictures of Hawaii. Here's my cute surfer kids. Yeah. But then I was like, you know what? I've, I've learned so much and I've been so blessed with mentors and parenting is going well. And, and I actually like my kids and now they're becoming teenagers and I still like them. So I wrote a couple of blog posts, one uh, specifically called what a teenage boy needs most from his mom. And that just had the magic formula, God's timing, whatever you want to call it, but it went viral and had millions of views within a short time. And my computer was breaking down. <laughs> my <laughs> internet was crashing. And so, um, started to realize that there was a real need for that, a, a need for a voice of hope and encouragement. And like, it doesn't have to all be bad because there's so many negative messages, especially about those tween and teenage years right now. Yeah. So I continued to kind of share my heart for raising boys and teenagers and just parenting and the great experience we were having. And then, um, finally decided to put it into a book. So my book, Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You came out in 2019 and I also launched the Boy Mom podcast at the time. Mm -hmm. And that's just been a really fun journey. And then just this year in February, I released my book, Raising Amazing, Bringing Up Kids Who Love God, Like Their Family, and Do the Dishes Without <laughs> Being Asked. So <laughs> I love it. that one was, um, was really for both moms and dads of sons and daughters. And the fun part about this book is my husband has a note to the dads, a word to the dads in they each chapter. That. Yeah, it's so Yay. cool. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. my favorite. That's probably my favorite part of the book because I'm Aww. just like, men need to be involved in this too. Yes. Even though they don't usually read the books, he kind of did the Cliff Notes version. Yeah. And, and then the mom. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then each chapter has a little note from one of my boys as well, kind of sharing their perspective yep. or a little story. And then also in the new year, I transitioned my podcast to just be the Monica Swanson podcast because I knew that with this new book coming out, I wanted to welcome the girl moms and dads and everyone. So um, yeah. that's kind of what brings me to where I am today. Nice. So is it still like off of your old one? So all those old episodes or yep. did you start? Absolutely. New? Yes. Yeah. You okay. can go to you my switch feed. The title. Uh -huh. If you go to the Monica Swanson podcast and you scroll back, you'll see three and a half years oh, of yeah. the Boy Mom podcast. I see. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That is really cool. Yeah. Thank so you. there, there's three topics that I really wanted to talk to you about today that really kind of stood out to me. And I think that listeners would enjoy hearing your perspective. And um, the first one is uh, talking about making your home the hub. And mm. the why this caught my attention is because I remember before we had kids, I was uh, newly married in my 20s. And I, my husband and I were at someone's house and uh, they were a little bit older than us. And then they had kids and they had four girls. And so the opposite of you and yep. everybody came to their house because they were mm -hmm. like, we want to know what is going on. So if people are coming to us, you know, to come into our house, we know what's happening. And I always thought that's really cool. Um, so what is your thoughts on that? And was your home the hub? Yeah, well, this is such an important question. And I think so many of us like you, maybe before we had kids were like, oh, I so hope to have that house where it's the cool house. It's where everyone gathers. 
and then we have kids and sometimes we get really nervous or, mm-hmm. you know, wonder what, what do I have to do? Do I have to like have all the best stuff, the best right. games? Do I yeah. have to like invest a fortune? And I think the answer to that is no. I think that with some intentionality, really, it doesn't take a whole lot, at least of material things to make your home the hub. One thing I think is super important is just the environment you create by having parents who are just loving and warm. I think we don't realize how many kids don't have that at home. Mm. So when friends come over to just have us be like, hey, you know, interested in our kids' friends and yeah. and welcoming them. And I think some parents think they need to run and hide and like, oh, the kids don't want us around. But actually, a lot of kids really enjoy having interested, involved parents around who will chat with them. You know, you don't have to be in the middle of their business, but certainly just that environment. And then besides that, the the only thing you really, really need is is some food. And that does cost, but you want to be able to feed these hungry kids, especially into their teenage years. And then simple is fine. I mean, my boys are as entertained with a deck of cards as anything else. Mm. Uh, We do live on a couple acres, so we've got some space. And at one point we built a skate skateball in our front yard because our boys are surfers and skaters. But most of the time kids come over and they're not even in the skateball. They're more just hanging out, talking, playing cards, running around. So my advice is to just have an environment that is warm and welcoming and then talk to your kids about it. Let them know. I mean, for us, it's just been a matter of saying, we want you around. We love to be around you. Please invite your friends over. And and then if they seem to be wanting to go somewhere else often, kind of talking about why that is mm. and letting them know that really for us, we, we'd really like this to be the hub, like communicating that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. They can give you feedback then and say like, well, it's kind of boring at home. And you're like, okay, what do we need? You know, a basketball hoop, a ping pong table, like what can help? Because I think I heard Paul David Tripp once say, the most important thing you can invest in when kids are growing up is the stuff that will draw them home. Like forget the fancy furniture, invest in something the kids can use to play with. And I love that advice. So yeah, I think it takes some intentionality, but I don't think it's as complicated as a lot of people think. Do you feel like you can achieve so much in life, but your weight loss? Maybe you feel like you're stuck and you want to leave counting calories and dieting behind. Or maybe you find yourself spending so much energy thinking about how to lose weight, what to eat, and even can you keep this off if you get to goal? I know for me, that was the case before 2019 when I lost over 50 pounds and I kept it off. And I want to help you lose weight the way that I did it. I want to help you figure out why is the weight a symptom for something else going on in your life? Because did you know that the weight gain is not usually based off of hunger issues? It's usually because you're not fulfilled in other areas of your life. So we go for food because it's a quick dopamine hit or a quick fix. So if you want to figure out how to live life without worrying about going to a party or going on vacation or staying in other people's homes without gaining weight, then this session is for you. How it works is you jump on a 30-minute coaching session with me. We come up with a plan right then and there so you can implement it the moment we get off our Zoom call. If you decide that you want to work that plan with me and have that weekly accountability for several months and dive deep to figure out what is really holding you back, we can do that too. But there is no pressure to do that. If you just want to jump on and chat with me and get your plan, that is a-okay. These mini coaching sessions are my way to give back to you guys. So I hope you take advantage of it. So if you're interested in more details, you can DM me at Living. Or if you know this is something you really have been wanting to do, but you've just been sitting on the fence, go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash coaching 
and grab a day and time that works for you. If you can't find a day or time that works for you, you can email me at amber at mominspiredshow.com or message me at mominspiredliving, whatever works best for you. This will all be in the show notes so that if you forget what I just said, go to the show notes and you'll get all that information. I can't wait to chat. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah, I think that's so true. Like, especially you saying, uh, forget the fancy furniture and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, throw in a ping pong table. I And mm-hmm. I do, I do, I think it is easy for the kids to be like, oh, it's more fun at so-and-so's house or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so to try to figure out like, what can you do without, yep. you know, re- redesigning your whole home. Right. Um, I do think that sometimes people feel like if their house is not as big as other people's homes, you know, uh-huh. um, yep. but I, you know, I had a friend tell me that uh, she had a friend of hers who had older children, children that were grown and uh, people always loved coming over their home and their home was small because of how they felt in that home. Yep. Absolutely. It goes back to you saying like, you know, being interested in their lives and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So do you feel like um, you were able to figure that out with your first child or was that kind of (laughs) like more of a thing that kind of happened as your, your other boys came up? Totally. Great question. Um, and, and I think this kind of leads to another part of that conversation, yeah. which is the fact that with my boys, mm-hmm. um, my first, and it's interesting how family dynamics work, but I kind of feel like my first two had a lot of things in common. And then my next two are different mm. from the first two. So they kind of came in twos, even though there's the gap between yeah. number three and four, but my first two boys, um, we homeschool, we're in the country. Um, we're in a small community and it's kind of a surf community. And so Mm. when they hit their tween and teenage years, there was kind of a season where their friendships dwindled a little bit because it was as though a lot of the kids they grew up feeling safe and secure with were starting to make some bad choices. Oh, And Mm -hmm. they just were like trying to stay in a relationship, but realizing that these kids weren't going to be good influences on them. And so at some point they kind of, um, had to make some hard calls and be like, you know what, I'm not going to hang out with that crew anymore because I know what they're doing. And so part of my story, and it comes up in both of my books, is just that uh, my boys went through a lonely season. And the truth is, looking back, I'm okay with that. Like it, it in the moment was hard, but we had to come to that place where we said, you know what, it's better for you to be a little bit lonely than to compromise your values just to hang out with the cool kids. Yes. And so part of their story looking back is it was during those years that for one, they became good friends with each other. They mm. they bonded as a family. They got to yes. hang out with their mom and dad who are really cool, even if it took a while to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and they um they started to find some new interests and hobbies. I mean, one of them got really into photography. He would just oh, literally cool. walk around our yard and take pictures and um, learn to code on the computer just nice. by, you know, taking yeah. his time to play around with things. And another one started playing guitar and then they started hanging out more with their youth group friends who they might have at one point thought were not necessarily a lot like them. They were like, eh, we don't have a lot in common. But as they grew up into their high school years, they were like, yeah. you know what? These kind of nerdy youth group friends are actually <laughs> our My kind of people, friends. right? <laughs> yes. And so I think that allowing kids sometimes to be lonely is is hard, but it can be a good choice. And also I'd say more than anything, it was during those years, their faith really grew. God became their closest friend. Mm. And so that's something they could take with them into college and know there that like, 
if there's lonely seasons in the future, it's okay. We've survived once. And the truth is during college, they have found their people. Like they have found so many like-minded people. It was just a tough season to grow up and be a high school student homeschooled in the country. So with that, I would say a lot of my boys' high school years were really hanging out as a family. They weren't like the most social at home. I mean, they went to the beach and surfed, had a few friends. But now with my next two boys, they're just a lot more socially wired. Yeah. And have a lot more friends. So yes, our home is more and more over time, kind of the hub where there's a lot more activity going on here. Well, and I'm glad that you said that because, you know, I've seen that too with my oldest, well, one, she's more shy, but, um, you know, the people that she could have hung out with, they're just kind of, you know, they're, they're doing things like they're a lot of them are on TikTok, and, yep. you know, doing the dances and doing all the things. Mm-hmm. And she's yep. only in sixth grade. So she's yep. 11. And so yeah. I'm kind of like, I'm like, I'm, it's, it's like this challenge because I'm like, yes, I'm sad that you don't have all these friends, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't want you doing that. So exactly what you were saying that, so she's with us a lot. So yeah. Be encouraged. That's okay. There's worse things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm glad that you said that because I'm like, well, I don't, you know, is it, because I think you want your kids to have friends, but then yes. not at a cost, right? So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been surprised by how many people that part of my books has really encouraged parents to make mm. some hard choices mm-hmm. and to tell their kids, you know what, this particular friendship is not good for you. And I had one friend who's a friend in real life say to mm. me, I had never considered the option of my son being a little bit lonely. Like I just, in my mind, I felt like it's my job to make sure he has friends. I agree. And she's like, but when we had that hard talk, Mm -hmm. he actually agreed that these people were dragging him down. I think it was a relief that we kind of cut that relationship. They put their foot down so that he didn't have to feel that way. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And he didn't have to make that hard choice. And she's like, and then he started to hang out with his sister and they've actually developed a friendship and they they kind of like each other. And I was like, Oh, thank God. I love that story. I do love that. Well, that kind of leads me into my second one. Uh, my second mm-hmm. question that I want to talk about is um, helping siblings become friends and <laughs> how do we cultivate that? Because mm-hmm. so if you, so say if you don't have the situation that you are lonely, right? Because your friends are doing things yeah. that you don't agree on. You know, I feel like a lot of times like siblings are irritating each other constantly, oh, right? Yeah. Like you're just constantly Definitely. like, stop, like cut it out. Like stop yeah. doing this. Okay. You think it's funny now, but don't come crying to me when one of you is hurting, right? Like this is just a, right. a, a normal thing that keeps going. Right. Um, yeah. so I wonder like with you, especially with having four boys and, um, like how did you cultivate that? Is that something that you kind of really pushed for or mm-hmm. you let it kind of just happen naturally? What did that look like? Right. Well, this is one of my favorite things to talk about. So I could, I could go on and on, but I'll just say most, most simply, um, you know, relationships are developed by spending time together. And so often in today's world, our kids are so busy. They go to school, they have activities, they have friendships, they want to hang out on weekends and after school. And then When it's all said and done and they're tired from the day, they have these screens that they turn to that will just, you know, suck their attention. And so I think that we are hard pressed to find our kids choosing one another when they have all these other options. And so 
again, like a lot of things, I can look back now and see that certain things that happened in our home were just a blessing. Like we didn't mm. necessarily plan it, but now I'm like, aha. For one, my first three boys grew up before technology is what it is today. Yeah. So they didn't have those screens pulling them apart in their elementary and middle school years. They did come up more in high school, but they also didn't have a ton of friendships. We're not in like a cul-de-sac neighborhood. We're out in the country. So they had each other. Mm-hmm. And then when we did take a vacation, I know a lot of families bring friends because it's like, oh, keep them busy, then they won't fight. Well, if you do that all the time, they're yeah. never going to get to know their siblings. Yes, and so right. we took vacations just as a family. So I kind of feel like they were forced to be together. Yeah. And yeah, they fought. Yeah, they squabbled. There's you know plenty of memories of kids getting all out physical even, but with some help from mom and dad teaching them conflict resolution and how to work things out. And you know it takes a lot of patience because for parents, it can drive you crazy yeah. to hear your kids bickering and complaining. Yes. But the best thing you can do, I, I mean, I've, it's all about front loading, right? Do the work now. Let them spend the time together when they're young. Give them some tools and then let them work things out. Don't solve all their conflicts. Let them work it out because by doing that, they are not only going to develop a friendship, but they're also learning skills that will help them in future relationships. So I just am such a believer in kids spending time with their siblings, whether you enjoy it or not. Yeah, I agree. And you know, we are not a family that generally go on trips with friends. Sometimes I'm kind of like, oh, maybe we should do that. But Mm -hmm. I do think that's a good point that you're saying that like a lot of people kind of lean on that, um, like Mm -hmm. so that they're entertained, which I totally get it. But yeah, but then you're not really building that bond and those memories of just your core family. So I can see how yep. that makes such a big and, difference. And same thing on weekends, I think, because I think oh, yeah. yep. it's so easy to just be like, fine, go to your friend's house. Yeah, yeah. do this. Th- yep. But it's like, what if you intentionally set apart, you know what, Sunday's our family day Yeah. and it's just going to be us or at least Saturday evening, like choose one time a week Yeah. that is just for the family. And you might be surprised by how kids learn and, and put the screens away too. Yes. And, Yes. You might be surprised. Yeah. No, I th- I do think that's really great. Um, did you have a harder time with getting some of your sons to get along than the others, mm-hmm. I would imagine? Oh, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, so what did you do with the ones that had the hardest time together? Oh, man. It's tough. I mean... I think people like me. Need- yeah. So people like me say have two, like if they're different, yeah. right? So imagine like your two, if you only had oh, yeah. those two, oh, like yeah. what, what suggestions would you yes. have for that? <laughs> well, man, I mean, I think we do sometimes need to just be okay with the fact that parenting is hard. Like I think yeah. sometimes when we acknowledge that our job description changes and we're like, oh, it's okay that it's supposed to be hard. So yeah, it's not going to be easy, but, um, I think personalities are huge. Right. We are all wired different. God has given each of our kids a different bent. And so um, the the main challenge we had, um, really the way I approached it was through character. I saw that one of my sons in particular was just difficult to be around for everyone. Oh, <laughs> and okay. so yep. he was kind of picking fights and I yeah. realized, and because, you know, you kind of want to say, oh, it's both of you. And it, it does take two. Right. But one but might so, instigate mm-hmm. more. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that kind of points to what I ended up really spending a lot of my time um, out in my books and also outside my books, I created my character training course, it's mm. called, because when one of my sons hit 
about 13, um, I just realized that a lot of our family dynamic issues, the things that were causing conflicts in our family was him having, you know, critical spirit being, um, you know, entitled complaining, all the things that I was like, this, these are character issues. So I one day started something and for lack of a better idea, I just called it character training. And I set that kid up with a little daily exercise of, um, watching or listening to or reading something that was related to character. I kind of found a little list of things Mm. and I had him just, cause I realized that at 13 kids aren't going to be as influenced by just mom's voice anymore. Mom and dad even. And I was like, you need outside influences, people Mm. who you respect, who will inspire you to be like, wait, I could actually, you know, be a blessing to be around. I could actually encourage people. I could actually be a better listener, all these things that are character related. So I talked about that in boy, mom and so many people reached out and they're like, oh, I want to do that character training thing with my son or daughter. And so because I had so many people reaching out, I created uh, my character training course, which is an online course. And um, and it really walks people through the steps of just building character, but then also gives a huge resource list of TED Talks, YouTube channels, books, you know, podcasts, all those things. So that if you have a sticky spot, if one of your kids is just being difficult for everyone, or maybe, you know, you're dealing with a kid who's making bad choices and friendships or, or being dishonest, well, the character training course is really for um, you to to help your child develop better character. Nice. So with that, um, a lot of conversations, um, you know, it, it, between siblings, just talking to them about how to resolve conflict, uh, giving them discipline if they need it. Uh, if one kid is mistreating the other, making sure that they they have a consequence for that because you don't want that other child to be at the mercy of a, a bully, a mean brother or sister. Oh, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yep. But but it's not easy. I mean, every situation is going to be different, but you definitely want to get in there and make sure that you are disciplining and giving them tools and resources and, um, you know, focus on character is huge. Yeah. So two questions out of that. Yeah. So how long did it take mm-hmm. for his attitude to start changing? And, and yeah. Did you notice? I mean, did it change? Yes. I mean, oh it's my hard goodness. to change so, your personality, but like, but overall, oh. it, it it did change how he was. Hundred percent. I mean, wow. to this day, that that son has his own wiring. Like he's he's built different from right. you know. Th- that's what I mean. And, yes. and that's okay because, yeah. like most things, we can say as parents. He's going to be such a leader one day. He's like got mm. this really strong, you sure. know, he wants to be in charge. Yeah. But when you're stuck in the middle of other siblings, yes, it's, it's hard, hard to be in charge. in charge. Yeah. So you always try to look for the bright side and like, mm. well, maybe one day he'll be good at this or that. Yeah. But what I will say is, so when I set him up originally, I gave him a blank journal and I said, every day you need to write down what you read, looked at, or did that day. Like it was, I gave him a 30 minute time period. And I said, you need to write down what you did the date and one nugget you got from that. And at first he was like all grumpy, you know, right, well, are the course. brothers doing this? And yeah. I was like, no, you're the one with the issue. Sorry. Yeah. Life yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. always fair. Yeah. But after a couple of weeks, not mm. only did he write one nugget, there were often pages oh, filled. That's so good. And then I started to see above his desk, he had quotes, he had oh, Bible verses. Yeah. He started to walk in the living room. And whereas before we were all like, okay, here comes that dark cloud. Who's he going to criticize? You would see him think before he spoke. You would see him be more calculated in his words. And we were like, oh my goodness, this is actually working. (laughs) And so it was a game changer. Now, do we need to revisit these topics? Yes. Is this something that, you know, over time, but this same son 
ultimately, during his gap year between high school and college, he started the Truth For Youth podcast where he was talking about character. Mm. And like there was an absolute transformation in his life. To this day, he is a podcast junkie. He loves to read books about character. He is like a transformed young man. Does he still have a strong personality? Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Will he need to navigate that the rest of his life? Yes. But it absolutely changed through this exercise we did. I love it. And so is the character um, course for girls too? It is. And I actually added a whole module for the early years because I had a lot of people being like, I have a seven-year-old, but I want to get started now. Mm. So really the course is for sons and daughters of all ages, but especially it's going to apply as you hit those tween and teenage years. Okay, perfect. And they can just find that on uh, your website, right? Like looking up character training course? Yes, right on my homepage of my website, there's a button. Now I will say it's a little bit frustrating for some people. I only open the doors to the course three times a year. Okay. And as we record, it's actually open right now in the spring, but every summer I have a big sale. So whenever this comes out, okay, you can go to that page, leave your name and email, and I'll let you know when the doors open because we do have a big summer sale. Okay. So that's good to know. So, um, yes. <laughs> okay. So it may be worth it for people to... Now, what if we air this soon though? So they could... Um, well, it won't be... Oh yeah. It's it won't be by the time. Got it. Yes. Week. So this will... So you'll just put this on sale like sometime in the summer. Usually it's June. And I will say though, whenever people are listening, um, I have a lot of articles as well on my website about character. And also there's a free download to kind of get started because I know a lot of people are like, I just want that resource list. Yes, But but on my website, if you scroll down, you're going to see a a button or a, mm-hmm. a image where you can click on it and it's 40 um character inspiring movies books quotes mm. and bible verses okay and the heart here again is watch a movie as a family and talk about that character quality talk about what you noticed or um you know these are books that will get your child thinking about character these are some quotes that will be good conversation starters i think the more families just talk about character mm-hmm and start to apply it and notice people around you. Like, did you see the way that guy responded? That was some good character. Like, just bring that into conversation. I just think we're raising our kids in a time where character is just not focused on or celebrated. In fact, just the opposite is true. Our culture today is all about selfishness and greed and, and all the things that are not godly character. So I say just talk about it, bring it up, use as many influences as you can in your kids' lives and you're on you know, definitely off to a good start. Okay, perfect. All right. I love that. Um, So do you kind of like, do you open it up? Because are you doing some live components to it? Is that why it opens? No, no, it's just the way um, I work with a project manager and that's just the easiest way to manage everything. And then in between each opening, we go in and we add new things. We update the resource list. So yeah. Perfect. Okay, cool. But once you're in, to be clear, once you're in, you have lifetime access. You don't like get in and have that week to to do it. You can take as long as you want and you might want to do the early years module and then wait a couple of years and come back to it and then pull out what you need for the teenage years. Okay. That's really cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially as summer comes around, people might be having um, their kids do that for the summertime. Mm So (laughs) yes, for Um, sure. So I wanted to, the, my second question to that was, did your son feel like the one that you had to, you know, do the character <laughs> training? Did it feel like he, he, did he feel like you guys were always on him? Like, 
Did it feel like, like then therefore you like the other ones better? Like, because it's like, you're always on him. Does that make sense? (laughs) Oh, it does ever. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And yes, he probably did a little bit, but of course we were intentional as well about really trying to build him up and point out all the good things and say like, dude, you are going to be such a leader one day, but you know what? We really need to channel this part of your personality. Mm. And also to be fair, we're working with this other brother on A, B, and C. Okay, like, don't you yep. think that they're right. perfect? Okay. Now, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, did he maybe feel that way? Does he still, will he one day tell us? <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. But you know what? Parenting's hard. Yep. And I was really concerned that this kid was going to grow up and that this was going to affect other relationships, mm. job opportunities, and all the rest. Yeah. And so I was willing to risk being unfair and saying, I, I don't see this issue in your brothers. So sorry, I'm not focusing on them. I'm focusing on you. And when yeah. you start to change it, I won't anymore. But right now, this is an area we need to fix. So yes. Uh, it's not easy. I'm not going to say I did it perfect. <laughs> right, right, right. No, that's good. Okay. So um, as we get close to the end, I did want to talk yes. to you. You had mentioned this before about, um, you know, kids, friends and stuff and who yes. they're being influenced by. So uh, let's just talk about the influences in kids' lives. And I know it's not just oh, yeah. people. So um, mm-hmm. yeah. So how about you just jump in and kind of share with us, you know, what you learned with that, like what your recommendations, you know, advice totally. for us that are kind of approaching those years where that really is starting to make a big difference. Oh yeah. In the top three, when people say like, okay, you know, your book has so many chapters. If you just narrow things down and said, what are the most important things? Top three for sure is influences. I think that in the busyness of life, you know, no condemnation here for anyone, but we can kind of forget that, Mm -hmm. that from the beginning of time, I mean, the law of influences is, is real. You, Somebody once said to me when my son was young, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Mm. You look at those kids, you look at, and and, and this, like you said, isn't just friends. What are the things that are surrounding your child the most? And that might be a a video game. That might be social media. That might be, um, you know, a hobby or a friend group, but look at those top five things. They say, you know, you become like the five people you spend the most time right. with. Yep. I'm going to say if it's a video game, that's going to influence you too. So just take a minute, mom and dad, again, no condemnation, but say, here's my opportunity. I'm going to pray. I'm going to look at my kid's life and say, what are the five things that they spend the most time with? And are these things I really want to shape and mold them, their heart, their character, their future? And if they're hanging out with somebody that's heading nowhere, <laughs> then by all means, you have the authority yeah. to change that. Like, like you want your kid to be hanging out with people that are going to make them better people, that are going to inspire them, that are going to encourage them and challenge them and call them out if they need it. And they might need your help choosing better friends. If they're spending too much time on a video game, then put an end to that and just tell them straight up, you may not like this right now, but I'm going to tell you this is so not good for you. And let's find something that's better for you. And for the things that are good for them, cheer them on and tell them, well done. Like, this is a good choice. Let's do even more of it. So I think we have to realize as parents, we have a lot of authority. It is our God-given role to really make hard choices on their behalf. And there will be a day where they leave the home, or you can hope they leave the home. There'll be a day (laughs) where they are adults. Yes. And that's, then your job changes. So yeah. while they are in your home, do not think, oh, they're teenagers now. I I can't tell them what to do. Yes, you can. You yes, absolutely can. can. So yeah. do your job. 
I love that. And <laughs> I mean, because I do think a lot of people kind of shy away from that and that is our responsibility, right? Like they are still in our house under our roof and mm-hmm. we're there to protect them. Um, they will have plenty of time to mess up their lives. <laughs> <do what they want. laughs> right? And if we do our job, hopefully they're going to see the fruit of that. Like by the time you know, one of my sons was a legal adult. He looked back and said, thank you for cutting off those friendships. Like I yeah. probably would have ended up in some bad places. Yeah. And I was mad at you when you said, no, oh, you can't go hang out yes. with them. Yeah. But now thank you. Yeah. I love that. Okay, Monica. So we're at the end of the show. Is there anything mm-hmm. else you would like to add or touch on um, that you would want to circle back or anything we missed? Mm. I feel like I've talked a lot. So, um, <laughs> so you're good. <laughs> I'll say I would just love to meet anyone listening that I don't already know. And so, um, so yeah, be sure to reach out and say hi. Or if you have follow up questions on any of this, it is just my heart's desire to cheer on parents and say, you can do this. And, and if you're in a rough season, you know, I, I know I focus a lot on all the things we should do and, and ought to do, but, um, but we're all human. None of us are perfect. My husband and I have made plenty of mistakes. And so I just want to say, don't get discouraged, uh, but but look at things and, and figure out what you can do moving forward. That's all you can do. We can't change the past, but we can change what we do moving forward. So just be encouraged. Yes, absolutely. And I will be putting all your stuff in, in the show notes so people can mm. find you there. Yeah. And I'll put the tra- uh, the character training course and t- so that people will know to go in the awesome. summer to get that. But um, yeah, Monica, thank you so much for coming back on the show today. It was so great speaking with you. Oh, thank you. It's been a joy to talk to you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. To learn more on how to work with me, go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash coaching. See you there.